Well, hello, and welcome to Counting Tracks, recording here at Cave Radio Broadcasting. Thanks for tuning in wherever and whenever you might be tuning in. I'm Megan, and with me today, as always, is Roger. How are you doing, Roger? I've, I've been okay. I've, yeah. been, I've, been, uh, I've been all right. It's been a long hiatus for us, quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to getting back in the swing of things. Yeah, for sure. I agree. <laughs> Um, okay, so today we got a little bit of a change of pace. Here on Counting Tracks, we've got a pretty clear bias towards music that's already been rocking the block for a couple decades. Uh, it's mostly the age bracket. Uh, Roger's mid-30s, I'm 40 myself. Um, but it's also because these are the albums we've had a chance to bond with, you know, to like to be able to really unravel and roll around in. So uh, this week we're doing brand spanking new music. Um I've been happily rolling around in Lizzo for a couple months now. Uh, I think she's freaking awesome, and I'm pretty sure Roger feels kind of the same way, maybe minus the rolling. Am I right? No, I, I'll roll out. I will definitely roll around with Lizzo. Yeah. <laughs> I meant you and me. <laughs> Swing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she yeah, she's pretty fantastic. But we will get into that later. Uh, first, we got ourselves a little music news. So, uh, <laughs> a little late on this story, but it's kind of timeless. We have... Um, Former director of Iowa Department of Human Services, Jerry Foxhaven, bless his heart. Um, Guy was seriously or is seriously in love with Tupac Shakur. And you wouldn't, you know, think it not to be too judgmental, but you wouldn't think it looking at him because he was what, like mid 50s white dude? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, During his uh, two year tenure, he sent um, about. 350 Tupac themed emails during that two years. Also used to celebrate holidays and special occasions with both uh, Tupac themed treats and messages. <laughs> uh, it's kind of fantastic. On his own birthday, he brought in Tupac cookies and also had Tupac Fridays. So, <clears throat> right after he had sent an email over to like 4,000 employees celebrating Father's Day and Tupac's birthday, he was asked to resign. <laughs> His last message was, pay no mind to those who talk behind your back. It simply means you are two steps ahead. He was two steps ahead. You, sir, did fandom right. And I'd say props to Jerry Foxhaven. And just the name alone, Jerry Foxhaven, you don't think of huge Tupac fan, but... No, you think Michael Bolton. Yeah, or perhaps Jerry Lewis. Mm, sure, sure, if you want to get spicy. Well, I mean, if you want to get, you know, get a com- the comedic stylings of Jerry Lewis, or a Bobby Darren, but... Yeah. Hmm. He's like, you know, he's going with the changes. Yeah. And, you know, Tupac did have a lot of really good messages. So, like, I'm, I just, I love this story. I think it's really awesome. Besides, we have own, we have to add our own, own spice to it. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, but by the way, everyone had a Tupac phase in their life. Don't act like he didn't either. <laughs> I had a little bit of Tupac phase myself. A little late to the game, but yeah. Did you wear a bandana? No. No, I can't really pull off a bandana, apparently. I'm no do-rag either? No? No. No. I do like a good handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> a good bandana, but the problem is, like, when I try to wear it, it, like, slips off anyway. So I had a couple elastic-type ones. I used to work when I was a little sweaty and gross. And, but uh, that's a bit about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Definitely can't pull off uh, pull off a good gangsta look. Wish I could. It'd be awesome. I think you. I think you could, but that's yeah. just me. But uh, it, another interesting piece of news that just came out this week was the Roots are reissuing a trio of their albums that are coming out that came out from the '90s, which was 1994's "Do You Want to Move," "Do You Want More," excuse me, "Do You Want More," 
1996 Philadelphia halftime and 1999 Things Fall Apart. And a thing, Things Fall Apart will be reissued first, and that comes out on September 27th. So the deluxe edition includes a remastered version of the record, bonus tracks, rare photos, an essay from Black Thought and Questlove, and some liner notes from Questlove. So that's pretty cool if you're a big Roots fan. And the Do You Want More will be issued out in 2020, and then Philadelphia Halftime will be reissued in 2021. So they haven't done a studio album since 2014. Oh wow! So, but yeah, if there's if you want more information on that, go to the pitchfork.com. It's got a really good article about this. It's kind of like a press release, but still, if you're a Roots fan, and they'll come up a little later in the show. Kind of awesome. Hey, do you like the Roots? I'm not familiar with the Roots, other than you know what we listen to rocking over here. You should be that whole whole East Coast scene. It's phenomenal. I will have to check it out. What else? Is, what else? All right. So next on the list. Sorry, I'm drinking a monster here, but I'm waiting for this puppy to kick in. <laughs> a little bit of food coma going on. I am sleepy. So we got uh, Neil Young. Oh, Neil. <laughs> so Neil Young has decided to postpone his 2019 tour plans to work on 15 film projects. And that is correct. 15. His wife's keeping him busy. <laughs> you, know, you know his wife is, right? No. Daryl Hannah. Is it really? Yeah. He, oh, well. They just got married. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Hmm. I will always think um, Splash. <laughs> I'll think of her. Uh, yeah, She was awesome in Kill Bill. Though. Yeah, she was awesome yeah. in Kill Bill, and then she was really good in Grumpy Old Men. Oh, that's right. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. Hmm. I mean, he's documenting his career, and uh, it has been a hell of a career, but 15. Um, and I got to say, if you sit through 15 movies... Congratulations on your mega super fan status. Um, I love Neil Young, but wow. I, I think I'd go for the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> really? I mean, I don't know. Like, I have, I mean, I like some of his songs. Mm. Some of them is, some of them are really good, and then just the rest of them, I'm just, I liked, I liked him when he was in the Last Waltz, which is the documentary about the band, mm. because he just coked out of his mind. But right. honestly, I mean, this is a good song. Yeah, this is a good song. But other than that, there's one. Of, keep on rocking the free world. Maybe the hits. I like none but the Neil Young hits. Okay. So if you give me, if you gave me a greatest hits from Neil Young, one of those great ones that was really popular for shame, I'd like it. I, I honestly don't. I don't. Not that I don't dig them. It's just. Have you ever dove into like Neil Young deep cuts? No, no. And maybe that. There's one deep cut I do like. But I like a different person that does a version of it, mm. um, which is interesting because I, I played. It was one of the first songs I played on our episode one, or episode two, and that was "Love Can Only Break Your Heart." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's about it. And yeah, that's a good song. Oh, th- that was during the um, Crosby, Still Nash, and Young years, though, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Young. I think honestly, my favorite song for him is "Hey Hey My My." <laughs> Rock and roll never die. It's a great tune. It is a great tune. Yeah. And beyond that, I mean, the, the reason why I like this song, I know that Pearl Jam, actually Pearl Jam has kind of taken the song over a little bit. And I like Pearl Jam's ver- version better. I mean, it still has captures the same anger that Neil Young had. And, of course, he's Canadian. He's everybody's favorite Canadian. <laughs> not Justin Bieber? No. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, not really. The song I mean, is like just such a rocker. Yeah, it is a rocking tune. Okay. All right, I'm a fan. I need to dive into deeper Neil Young. I don't think I'll be doing it over 15 movies worth, <laughs> but. That-
Yeah, that would be the great way to get the crash course, I guess. That seems, that seems like there's more movies for him than there would be for one Bob Dylan. Well, it depends on how much Bob Dylan was recording. <laughs> Bob Dylan is a strike me as the type of person that would like to do a lot. He's just, let me get in the studio, let me get in the studio mm-hmm. do my thing, go home. Yeah. I mean, because you imagine, though, how many times he's been bothered by, you're the voice of a generation. Yeah, I've heard that like a million times. Yeah, I, I don't think he up. cares. <laughs> Just yeah. let Bob Dylan be Bob Dylan. <laughs> that was bad. That's my... Every, I think every dude does that Bob Dylan I'm version. I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he was this. And like, yeah. <laughs> Hell of a song earner, though. Yeah. Dan Carver does a pretty good Bob Dylan version. Yeah, he does. That was always funny. That was good. Okay, moving on. Um... Woodstock 50 finally gives up. So they've been trying to put together the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, which in theory is is great. Um, I know they had redone one in the uh, mid-90s. Um, I, don't, I don't really know how that one... I was actually in Ireland at the time. Really? I was. I spent a summer in Galway when I was 17. It was on MTV. I remember when it was on. It was, I think, Woodstock 94, 95. Mm. It was on TV. My brother, I, well, I ended up getting the double CD that came out for it. Mm, nice. But I don't remember. I mean, no, no real performance stood out. I mean, there was just a, it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of bands that were big at the time. And yeah. it wasn't really like for the, we hear about the, the original stories behind the original Woodstock. And how essentially they had to fly in everybody on a helicopter because the roads were so backed up for the hotel and like bands weren't getting on the stage till two or three o'clock in the morning. The, the infamous Jimi Hendrix performance yeah. that everyone says they saw was on a Monday morning in the rain. <laughs> so it's all this yeah. kind of nonsense that came out of it. And Woodstock '94, really, I mean, I'm trying to think of like that lineup. I remember Nine Inch Nails. I remember seeing that video, and it was god-awful. I'm not sure um, if he was actively using it at the time, or, I mean, just like they were they were just god-awful. Like, nothing was... They didn't sync together at all. I mean, bands like Jackal. I mean, oh, know, wow. Like, Jackal was there? Yeah, it was... Kill me in. <laughs> and people... <laughs> it, was, it was just ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't as... For... It was $135 to get in. Oh, my God. So well, I guess you know multiple day festival. I'm just a tight wad. I don't want to think about spending that, but yeah, wow. The size of the show, by the way, was larger than what they anticipated. Yeah. So it was. It was the there was Woodstock '99 too. Oh, there was a '99. Yeah, there was a '99. Wow, I don't even remember hearing about that one. I barely. Yeah, Jackal was the first band that appeared on stage. Hmm. I mean, nine inch, or what was it? Shan Hood, the one thing I remember about Shan Hood, he was tripping on LSD. Right. So. He was a hell of a vocalist, yeah. though. And, but what's funny is that there was, it was a, this is a fun fact I found about, um, of, about that was Primus was playing My Name is Mud, of course, and he gets mud slung at him. And then the infamous line from that was, you know, when you, you throw things on stage as a sign of small and insignificant genitalia. <laughs> so, yeah, some of the bands. Some of the, come back. So, some of the bands from that uh, from that day. So, mm-hmm. you had Joe Cocker, who did play the original 94, mm. Cypress Hill, 
Rollins Band, Blind Melon, Melissa Etheridge, Crosby, Stills, and Natch, another one featuring John Sebastian, who also played himself there. Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, as you mentioned, Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, Aerosmith. The South Stage had the Cranberries, Nina Bach, Bach, Primus, who had Jerry Cantrell, the band, who featured a bunch of people who weren't originally in the band, including <laughs> Grateful Dead's Bob Wurr, hmm. and Bruce Hornsby, okay, and Salt and Pepper. Hmm. So Interesting blend. Yeah. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> so, about Woodstock 50, uh, to quote the lead producer, we are saddened that a series of unforeseen setbacks has made it impossible to put on the festival we imagined with the great lineup we had booked and the social engagement we were anticipating. Uh, the setbacks have been happening for months. I remember reading about this for quite some time now. There was like a delay in the ticket sales. They were supposed to go on sale and then they didn't for months. Uh, sanitation, audience cap issues. Um audience capacity financial problems and even the location was an issue so all the artists have already been paid um so they've been encouraged to donate those funds to either uh headcount which is a voter registration organization or um causes of their own choice in the spirit of peace so it's kind of nice hopefully to do that and don't just pocket the money hopefully i you know the thing is too about the like these music festivals too is you went to Lilifair, right? A couple of years, yeah. Okay. So, what was your moment that... Did you find yourself in these music festivals having a, a moment where you could actually enjoy it and, and hear the music well, or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they were both at Pine Knob, so I was just chilling on the lawn. Uh, I love Pine Knob. Sorry, DTE, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Pine Knob. Um, I love the lawn. It's usually really cheap seats, and provided it's not storming, it's, it's usually a good experience. When it gets cold, though, in the fall? Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't done it in the fall. It's, it's bad. I have to bring yeah, blankets. It's bad. I went to go see Rob Zombie there, and it was yeah. uh, not fun. Mm-hmm. I think the last show I saw there was Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden. That was a great show. Oh, that sounds like a good yeah, show. Yeah, it was a really good show. Hmm. No, but there's uh, like the, the pricing, and, and yeah. some of the things got a hand. I was just curious if that ruined the experience for you at all. I don't remember how much it cost. I think I was still young enough and living with my parents, or at least close enough to living with my parents, that financial cost wasn't a concern at the time. Um, I don't remember it costing that much for a little affair. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Are you looking it up? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was kind of curious. I mean, it was only a one-night thing. It wasn't like it was a multiple-day festival, right? Uh, I think it was, yeah, you would... So it was pretty much a bunch of artists, and then they'd close out with uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, that's right. It was a, tra- it was a traveling. That was yeah. right. just traveling around. So I was thinking of like modern day well, Lollapaloozas was just in Chicago, but you're right. It was traveling oh, okay. around. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, it was just a one night thing. Yeah. It was so. cool. I saw um, over, I don't remember which one was which, but Natalie Merchant, she was amazing. Uh, Michelle Undicacello, who was awesome. So I fell in love with Tracy Bonham playing electric violin on stage and belting. She's great. It was cool. It was a good time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially because, like I said, there's, there's, there's. I'm glad that you had it because every time I have, I've had to talk to anybody when they go to like one of those shows where there's so many bands, like, well, this one band stood up, but this other band did not, and so I was just always curious how those festivals come into town. If there were certain things you missed about it, so yeah, nothing didn't stick out. Like uh, nothing really. I don't. If it sucked, I don't remember it. So that's actually beneficial. It brought me (laughs) down, you know. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So, what fell through the tracks this week? Well, you uh, you picked a couple. You, you your, yours is interesting because it's far different from mine. But you want to start with yours? Sure, I can do that. So, um, Tool has been getting all kinds of love lately for very obvious reasons. So, I felt personally maybe Trent Reznor was feeling a little left out. So, I did my um, my favorite track to blow my eardrums out at, at work, which is uh, the Slipping Away remix version off of Things Fall Apart, two thousand. I love this tune. It's got a great beat, which, you know, I work in a factory. So let's be honest, anything that's industrial like that, it's really good to work to. Just kind of get in a rhythm and it's good. What's the big difference between this one and the original one? Is it just, is it totally different by sound wise? Yeah, I mean, once you get into the vocals, you can see it's, it's pretty remixed. Um, the original, I mean, the original is still a great tune, but some reason, I think this one's a little more obvious remixy but it's uh like the good driving beat there because i'm not in my head yeah we're both kind of <laughs> really long intro but then it slips into it and it's cool that's a good tune makes me happy all right well the roots celebrating their reissue and i've been listening to a lot of different like i was in this piano rock kick which we'll <laughs> talk about some point perhaps mm. we'll revisit that but uh then I started getting back in some older hip-hop and, and some stuff. And, and we talked about the roots earlier. This is one that may... Depends how, how familiar you are with the roots. This is the seed, which, feature, which features Cody Chestnut. who does like a, a vocal on it. He's, this song's awesome. About a woman you know, getting knocked up, but... With knowing what she wants, I know it's it. The, the, the beat's awesome. Yeah. And even the subject matter about keeping the seed, keeping the plan, keep, and it, and somebody being there for her while the baby's born. So there you go. Yeah, yeah I've never heard this song. It's cool. I don't. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's got a nice boom 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 boom. Yeah, so. <laughs> I do a very good bad. Jo- I do a very bad job of describing my like when I try to sing stuff. It's it's got a good boom boom. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> it works. It's got a good boom boom, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. All right, <laughs> are we ready to get into Ms. Lizzo? Yes. All right. We're ready so, to bust out the juice. Oh, uh, yeah, the juice. One of the things I absolutely love about her is that she's so full of confidence and like self empowerment. It just, I find it astounding. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I do like the, the video, by the way, is uh, kind of a, if you've ever seen Coming to America. The whole soul glow, yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, but this, it, it, you, you absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. Confidence, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what I love about this, her. But I like the beat. Like, just it's. Here's the thing about this album too. So, talk about the the album itself. Like, where, how'd you find out about it? Uh, it had randomly, I was kind of um, browsing 
Um, I feel like we found it at the same time. Like I was like, well, I was browsing uh, Spotify for something for uh, I think we we're still calling it Lost Tracks at the time, but um, and I just I saw the little cover, like an album cover, and um, I mean it's just her kind of sitting naked on the floor, and you know she's plus size, so I was like, I'm interested. So I clicked on it, and then um, I heard. Cause I love you, and the song's amazing. Her vocal pipes are just astounding. I freaking love her. So I, had, uh, I remember I forwarded that song to you, and uh, same deal. And like I, at work, I started listening to the album. I think you did too. And we both like, she's got these awesome throwback sounds and hell of a singer. I mean, she's just amazing. I love her. So the first song on this album is "Cause I Love You," and really the. It, some of the you talk about the being plus size, which stands out, mm-hmm. but also unfortunately people are still fucking assholes. Of course they are. And 100%. The, some, of the, some of the comments I saw were just like one comment was, "No doubt this is a clever girl, but the bitching and eating shit." <laughs> Alrighty, so you're gonna mark her down for being her size. Fuck off, seriously, right. fuck off. So yeah, because I love you. This song is. You're, you're absolutely right. This is a... Oh, it's astounding. Yeah. What the fuck are fucking feelings, yo? Once upon a time I was a hoe. I don't even want a hoe no more. Got you something from the liquor store. The piano. The piano got me too in the background. Trying to open up a little more. Sorry if my heart a little slow. I thought that I didn't care. Yeah, that first song was just like... I used to be a little hoe. And I... She, I don't even she, hoe no more. Yeah, I don't need to hoe no more. She <laughs> doesn't feel like doing it anymore. But uh, like a girl, what did you think of the second track? Uh, I like this one because it's like chocolate of self-empowerment. You know, I pay my own rent, I pay my own bills, and do all this shit by myself. Kind of relatable. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> you, you, you do. You hold it down pretty yeah. well. And then Juice number three, what we just played earlier, and then Soulmate. This is an. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite songs. Oh, yeah, Soulmate is great. Yeah. I am my own soulmate. I know I'm a queen, but I don't need no crown. Not wrong with some self love. No, <laughs> she's all about the self love. That's great. Um, Jerome, the next one. That's actually one of my favorites. Um, just I like the the bluesy sound and soul behind it. Take your ass home and come back when you're grown. That shows off her voice. Yeah, it does. I like singing this one at work. <laughs> find yourself going to the bathroom going, Jerome! And people are going to weird. No, I haven't tested out the acoustics in the bathroom. I should. I don't have any people around me usually when I'm working, so I can, you know, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I do a lot of singing at work. Just 2 a.m. photos with smileys and hearts and the weight of my juicy parts, but thank me later. It looks good on paper, but loving ain't easy, so I'll do the hardest part. I love it. Well played. It's cool, yeah. So about Crybaby? Crybaby. Oh, I swear you'd never see this side, but it's so hard to say goodbye. I don't need to apologize. Honestly, this big girl's got to cry. It's a good groove. Again with the throwback. Like almost everything is it's just like a really good funk throwback to it. A good old classic R&B. Yeah, and not to mention a little bit of kind of Bruno Mars shine to it a little bit. Yeah. And I can't verify that. I'm actually not. Really? Other than the radio stuff, I'm not. I don't really know any Bruno Mars. She's also very clever with her lyrics, and that yeah, she and is. this that Cry, Cry Baby was a prime example. Yeah, of that. 
good. You have anything else? Say anything else about Kyrie before we move on? No. All right. Moving on to tempo. Tempo. Miss Missy Elliott. Fuck it up to the tempo. Yeah, it's a good dance tune. I heard the most shit about this video because um, plus size women dancing. Oh my, the inhumanity. Um, so hear a lot of shit like you know people um, bitching. Did you have any hear any bitching about it? I've not seen the video. Oh yeah, check it out. You can probably look that up. Well, you might lose where you're at though. But um, yeah, I mean, just scantily clad and she's you know dancing. That's pretty much it. And I love it because she's thicker and you don't see that very often. And then, of course, you have people, <laughs> bless the internet, that are, you know, they complain because we're not complaining about it because, you know, we, did, we think it's okay when skinny girls do it or you bitch about it when skinny girls do it. I don't bitch when anybody does it. People are going to dance all they want to dance. I don't care. I like seeing something outside of the regular mold. Yeah, especially because every single, yeah, especially every music video is the same and it, it's. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that's one of the videos. reasons I've always really liked Missy Elliott. I mean, she's really unique. Dancing style, everything. How, by the way, how is it possible that Missy Elliott, as she's gotten older, looks younger? Have you noticed that about yeah, her? Yeah, I don't know. She looks fantastic. She though. looks great. Yeah. And she's getting, she's get, she just got in the music, the Music Writers Hall of Fame recently. Good for her. And it's well-deserved because she... Are we missing audio? Oh, no, I just... Oh, oh okay. okay. I'll play the audio. Here we go. Wow, but, uh, she's yeah. uh, impressive on the twerk. Yeah, well, she's got lots of uh, stuff to twerk around. It's great. Yeah. I love the self confidence. I really do. Yeah, and you see the the fingers in a certain kind of way, <laughs> suggesting something. Mm-hmm. If you like to eat. And there's nothing wrong with thick women. <laughs> Don't mind us. We're just watching the video here. Yeah, as uh, <laughs> as I yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> not in a bad way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, especially if you yeah. like, you know, like a little uh, jiggling. It's nice. <laughs> you're me up. I'm not going to fall for it. Damn it, Megan. You're not doing it. You're not, you're not doing it. Nope. Let's but, just say we all mutually enjoy this video. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. I like it. It's different. And I prefer to see people twerking that actually have something to work with. <laughs> Personally, that's exactly how I feel, which is the next yeah. track. Ah, exactly how I feel. Yeah, also throwback. Yeah. It reminds me a little instrumentally of Prince here. I can definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, I, what I liked about this track, too, it is all her tracks are under, except for there's like three they most of her tracks for one go three and a half minutes yeah that is pretty much the exact length of the perfect pop song yeah exactly and she's got <laughs> yeah, it down and yeah. this is a nice a quick two yeah two minute so uh-huh. yeah. the harmonization part of that uh, <laughs> yeah coming back and now full force it's great all right what else do you, any other notes for it uh not for exactly how i feel i just okay. i like the tune i like almost every tune on here Honestly, better in color. This is my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one I ended up choosing for the the first Lost Tracks I did on her. (laughs) The throwback sound of modern lyrics. It just doesn't hold back. I love it. I was also using the term big dick energy. (laughs) And I applied it to the situation where everybody kind of looked at me. I was like, well, it's an Elizzo song. Yeah, that makes it okay. (laughs) 
I didn't say I had big dick energy. I'm like, well, that was a bold move. That seemed like some big dick energy move. And everybody was like, huh, what? <laughs> it's a good well saying. And there are people that regardless of said dick size, but like they have that big dick <laughs> energy, you know, they just kind of throw their weight around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else do I have on that? It's easy, baby. Got the whole world, t- whole world for picking. Can't read my own. You can't read your own handwriting. I can't read my own handwriting. But the moral of the story is, it's a fantastic song. It's got a really good groove to it. Yeah, this yeah. whole album, I groove to at work all the time. I really do. It's great. So, heaven help me, which sounds like a Cure song. But yeah, loving dead. I'm a killer because it's killing me. Reach. <laughs> I like the piano, like the, like the way it's in the background. Like yeah, that. yeah, it was really good. If you think you got hypnotized and you need to get you out of my life, <laughs> good. Love and, her. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I just love her. <laughs> I love her. And then lingerie. Yeah, that one's kind of my throwaway song. I mean, power to you. Really? Yeah. yeah, I can see why it would have more of the dude appeal to it. For me, it's like, I mean, props to her for feeling sexy about herself and, you know, throwing it out there in diverse. But it's just, yeah. What are your thoughts on it, Andre? <laughs> it reminds me of lipstick so thick. There's a fit. Wanna put your lips in places. It reminds me of a moment that I it just reminds me of a moment. There's a let's just say just there's a certain time and a certain situation where it was when I first heard it, I kind of I thought about this. It was a situation where it was. It sounded like what the person would, had said to me almost verbatim. Oh wow! And she did it in a very poetic way. Hmm. Let's just put it to you that way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this this whole perform this whole artist reminds me of somebody I know too. And that's a, that's a scary thing about it because yeah. the confidence. I think it was if this person was able to sing as much as she does. And she had a confidence. Was, this would she's she's Lizzo. She would be a version of Lizzo, honestly. Yeah. Huh. Dead serious. Sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, no, lingerie was actually I like Heaven Help Me was my throwaway track. Yeah. I actually lingerie ended it on a very high note for me. Hmm. So. Okay. Right. On. So I did the extended version mainly because um, the <laughs> the regular album is edited on Spotify, and I, I prefer actual words. Um, so, are they all listed here? Or did, no, it ends with lingerie. Yeah. So that's technically the last track on this song. So, let's see what else. Truth Hurts. We need to find Truth Hurts. Because that song, and Boys, and Boys is okay. It's cute. Uh, Truth Hurts is fucking great. <laughs> Truth Hurts? Truth Hurts is the one that's like plastered on Facebook right now. It's um, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch, even when I'm crying crazy. Yeah, I got boy problems. It's a human in me. Bling, bling. Then I solve them. That's the goddess in me. It's a oh, great yeah, that's tune. right. I yeah, really, yeah, that's a great tune. Yeah, I've seen the video for this. Yeah. Oh, is there a video for it? Yeah, there is a video for it because she's in a wedding dress the entire time. Yeah, this one. And it's like, it's real simple background there. A little more piano. I love piano. You could have had a bad bitch, not 
I think I sent you this too. You may have. Yeah. <laughs> that video is cute. Now, the truth that that's that's another empowering song. Yeah, I can see why everybody likes yeah. that song. Uh, let's see what else do I have on Lizzo. Part of the reason I love her so much is because well, people really come and go, but the relationship you have with yourself that shit is forever. You get to choose that relationship. By the way, the song's two years old too. By the way, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably why it's an extra, not necessarily on the album. One of the comments I saw on YouTube was funny was. Lizzo, I'll never be your side chick. Me. Hey, Mom, that sounds like you. Oh. <laughs> nice. I should start, we should start reading some of these comments on some of these songs and yeah. albums we do. That's so. funny. <laughs> so regardless of past, present, regardless of how you're hardwired, ultimately it's your choice. The relationship that you have with yourself is the only one that you have total and complete control over. And I love the confidence, and I love the self empowerment, and I just, I love Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, for any guys out there, and this song's pointing your direction. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, wasn't necessarily going there. It's more of like a focus on myself. I know, but at the same time, any dude that scorned her, it's like, ooh. Yeah, they're lost. Yeah. No. Congratulations! You just made her a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Cash in. Um, got anything else? <laughs> no, um, really. The only other thing that I wanted to mention about Lizzo, too, is that she originally was born here in Detroit, and then she went down to Houston, and that's where she kind of made it big. But, uh, no, I enjoy her work. I yeah. I think she, her, and uh, there's a lot of good talent out there that you just got to find, but she worked her ass off. That's, yeah. that's the thing that kind of pisses me off a little bit, that mm-hmm. she was buried, and I don't yeah. know why, so... I suspect I know why. <laughs> I do too, but I yeah yeah, and then that sucks because what should really be important is raw talent, and she's yeah. chock full of raw talent. Oh yeah, for sure. If you had a chance to, there is on YouTube. So one of the things I found on YouTube was her NPR Tiny Music, ti- Tiny uh, Desk, yeah, Tiny yeah. Desk Music, Tiny Desk Music. I cannot talk. Yeah, but if you get a chance to watch that, I highly recommend. It. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Well, that about wraps up our episode. Um, you can check us out on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. You can find us. And, of course, as always, on SportsRadioDetroit.com. SportsRadioDetroit.com. Thanks for tuning in. And keep tuning in for continuous audio love. <laughs>